Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. We know this to be uh, heroes of faith, those who went through the fire and God saw them through it. And I think many times when we're going through the things we're going through, uh, it's not always easy, y'all. It's never easy, but just think, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to be there for you. And we pray, Lord, just take this away. And sometimes he don't choose to do that. But he has his reasons. And he never makes a mistake. Verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 11 says, by faith. How, where is our faith? You know, how strong is our faith? It was by faith that Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. And I wish I could say the same thing. It says that he pleased God. You may be seated. Pleasing God. You know, I'm not comparing my daddy uh, with God, but I am comparing this in that uh, when I was at home, my daddy was in charge, okay? Uh, I, I thought, 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 I can't ever, ever remember my mama giving me a whipping. But I can hear her now even saying, just wait till your daddy gets home. I judged her just to went on and done what she had to do. But my daddy was in charge. And I wanted to please him. Even though this young'un get out of hand, he'd get out of hand in a minute. Disobeyed the, my daddy. Even, and I knew what was coming. I think all the way back to Pierstown School, Miss Ossie May Tripp. She was the principal as well as the fifth and sixth grade teacher. She knew my hind end well. You can take it any way you want to. I don't know why we were like we are. We're born that way. We're born in sin. Uh, I'm sure Lynn's told some of you about Josie Grace is three. She's already knows how to lie. She knows how to talk back. She knows how to hit. Uh, kindergarten. Literally, she almost got expelled out of kindergarten for biting. Who taught her to do that? Nobody. She just picked it up. But I, I want to do, I, I want to strive hard. Listen, that he pleased God. Can anything better be said about anybody other than they pleased God? Not much is said about Enoch, um, whose story is found in the uh, fifth chapter of Genesis and summarized there in verse 24. It reads, Enoch walked with God and it was not for God took him. 
I wonder what his family thought. Old Enoch left home that morning, pleasing God, never returned. Didn't go by the way of death. In a book of Hebrews here, Enoch is found among the faithful. Uh, where will we be found? Enoch was the daddy of Methuselah, uh, and he lived 365 years before he died, before the Lord took him, and he was the great-granddaddy of Noah. Uh, he was a pretty well-known man, but he pleased God. He set the example um, for his family. And if you read after old uh, Methuselah and Noah, we know who they were, what they were, how they were. So I just simply, you know, as I look at this, just simply think about obeying uh, the master. Um, you know, our people who work public jobs, they have a master. It's called the boss, or it's called the over overseer, or it's called the superintendent. And if you don't like what they say, hey, you, you're asking for your job to be terminated and somebody else will pick it up. So we think about um, obeying the master. First of all, I see Enoch here, according to Scripture, he pleased God. He pleased God. You know, I think many times, I want to please y'all, but I can't please all of you. So what I need to do is concentrate on pleasing God. And everybody else will have to go along with it. But I need to make sure that I am pleasing God. That ought to be our goal for this year, that we please God with everything we have. Um, we either please him or despise him. Jesus said, you either for me or you are against me. Uh, there are no in-between. So as I think about Enoch, please God, first of all, I want to think about put, by putting off the works of the flesh, okay? And that's where our youngest granddaughter is coming through, the flesh. Um, and, you know, when we think about putting it off, um, they, people who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, when I'm saying in the flesh, I'm talking about doing fleshly things. I'm talking about doing the things that the world does, that we know uh, is against God. It's against his holy word. And uh, there are people that live for that. Um, and they can't please God if it's that way. Um, in Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 6 and 8, uh, it talks about the flesh there. It means the, the old carnal uh, flesh, the sinful flesh, the unregenerated um, human nature, uh, you know, and, and, and I've said this before and I think about uh, me when I think about sins and, and asking God to forgive me of my sins, uh, this flesh is, I'm stuck with it until he takes me out of this world. And this flesh doesn't always please God. We look at what we ought to not look at. We listen to what we ought to not listen to. We might go places we have no business going. We might do things with our hands we have no business doing. You see, the devil is powerful. And if he can, listen, he's already got the lost. He's not 
worrying about them. But he's, the Bible says he's like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he might destroy. And he's after the saved people because he's lost them. And he can remind us of our old self. Hey, I could write a half a page, of, I mean, excuse me, a half a book on my sinful nature. And I remember all that junk. I wish I didn't. But on the other hand, it's a good thing I can remember it lest I go back to it. Okay? Uh, my daddy laid brick most all my life. And uh, he, he specialized in about whatever was going on, but mainly fireplaces that worked. And so I thought one day, hey, I'm going to build me a fireplace. I got me some brick and just lined them up this way, and all I could find to go across it was some shingles, old shingles. I spread them across there, got me a fire going. Man, this is neat. I thought I'd move the shingle over a little bit. It stuck. Needless to say, I got burned, okay? So I know fire will burn, so I'm not going to stick my hand in there, catch hold of a shingle, it's smoking. I know it'll burn. The things that we used to do uh, after we're saved, we don't want to do that anymore. Paul said, I don't want to do that. But the things I want to do is not what I wind up doing. I wind up doing what I know I ought not do. And it's tough. Living the Christian life 24-7 is not easy. It's easy to get out of hand. It's easy for the temper uh, to flare. And I've heard men, I really haven't heard ladies say it, but I've heard men say, man, I got a temper, and I, 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 sometimes I can't control my temper. Well, maybe God just needs to pull back a little tighter on the reins and make that bit bite in there just a little harder because we all sin and come short of what God expects. Um, the, the works of the flesh is, is uh, the things that we have attempted and tried to put off uh, and put off this old man and get the new man. Uh, and it, that's not easy. Um, God's method of dealing with uh, the flesh is through his word. I mean, you people say, oh, I want to grow more spiritually. Okay, get in the word. Pray more. Bible says pray without ceasing. Now, I'm not talking about going around praying out loud all the time. What's wrong with him? I don't know who he's talking to. Some of these gadgets that you can clip on your ear and they really not even seen. And it's a telephone. You can't hear nobody's conversation, but who's got it on? And I'm walking down through. I'm thinking, God's talking to himself. What's wrong with him? You know, David Bryant right over here from all the way from Goldmine, Georgia on a cold, stormy night. We were in a, on a mission trip, I believe it was up in the Illinois somewhere, and, and uh, we were bricking this building, and where we stayed was in the old building, and there was a filling station not far down below, and one of the, one of the men had gone down there and asked permission, could he use the man's facility uh, in the mornings just to, you know, do what we have to do in the mornings and, and go to work. And the man said, certainly, sure you can. So he's, he's a private type guy, and he, so he said he thought to himself, I'll get up real early and go on down there and get my business tended to, and I'll be ready for breakfast. So he goes, 
finds him a stall, backs up in there, sits down, thinking, man, this is, this is nice. And somebody says, what are you doing? He said, oh, well, we're, we're up here on a mission trip. He said, well, how's it going? He said, well, it's going pretty good. He said, we're getting a lot of brick laid. And then the voice says, honey, can I call you back? The man in the next stall thinks I'm talking to him. You know, hey, you, you can't hear that other thing that's going on. Uh, meaning we need to be careful when we go in the stall. But ain't it please God, no matter where he was, my real character comes out when, when nobody is looking. But God is. God's watching. He knows. Uh, Enoch pleased God by putting off the old works of the flesh, but he also pleased God by presenting his body to him. In Romans 12, 1, it says that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the most reasonable thing that we can do. Um, a living sacrifice. And also by doing good to others. Um, you know you can't lose when you put God's will first and say, Lord, I'm open to help and to do anything I can for anybody. I think I heard this on the news. Some man, it was during Christmas, I think, and he had plenty of money and he would go downtown and just walk around mix and mingle with people and if he saw somebody he felt like was in need uh, he'd just give them a hundred dollar bill and walk on no explanation no explanation just do it and get joy out of it by doing good for others well second thing Enoch not only pleased God but according to the scripture it says that Enoch walked with God now I want you to think about the with part he walked with God. Others had walked before God or walked behind God, but Enoch walked with God. As if to say maybe in the same step with God. Uh, I remember when we were in the high school band and our marching contest that we were in many times. That was one thing that the uh, band director stressed. Stay in line and stay in step. And when they walked, uh, bands and, and military and what have you walked by, you could pick out anybody. If they were out of line, you could pick them out. If they were out of step, you could pick them out. Same thing with us as Christians. The world can pick us out. If they know we're saved, they can pick us out. If they see us out of step with God. So that's why it's so important, uh, like Enoch here, um, you know, he walked with God, uh, and others, like I say, walked um, before God. Um, all the days of Enoch, as I said earlier, 365 years, and he, Enoch walked with God and was not. Walking, walking with God indicates movement and progress, Okay. Don't say sitting down 
waiting for somebody to come and ask you to do something. You know, I've, I've been pastored a long time, okay? A long time. I've been trying to preach for near 43 years. And I've never, ever been any, in any church where volunteers just come out of the woodworks. Hey, we want to teach Sunday school if you got us a place. We want to teach discipleship training if you got us a place. Hey, I'd love to take up offering if you need me. I want to help clean. I want to help prepare. I want to do. Never, ever just a volunteer to walk in and say, here I am. Now, we have a few here that have just come in and just say, hey, I'd like to do this. Hey, yeah, that's music to the pastor's ear. When, when somebody comes in and said, hey, this is what I used to do in my other church, and, and if I can fit in here, that's what I want to do. And I think about that. I think about Caleb. Um, West Oak playing Walhalla at Walhalla. He played second base and shortstop. The coach from Anderson University was there to watch. And after the game was over, they pulled Caleb aside and they said, Son, we watched you bat, run, play. We'd love to have you on Anderson baseball team. But we only have left field and that's it. And I know that's not where you play. So we'll offer you this and this if, if, if it's something you want to do. And Caleb said this, Coach. I am not a bench warmer. I want to play ball. So that's where he went. Bottinger paid for his whole four years. How many of us want to play? I'm talking about the wrong way. I'm talking about how many of us want to get in where the work is and get at it. I don't want to just sit on the pew, preacher. I want to do something. I want to go where God wants me to go, and I want to do what God wants me to do. And when people are talking to me about joining our church, I'd say, look, don't get in a hurt here. You, you come four Sundays in a row, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then you'll know what kind of music we have, what kind of preaching I do, and then you let God decide if this is where he wants you. It's important that we... Uh, you know, that we please God, that we walk with God. But thirdly, Enoch witnessed for God. Now, I know some people shy away from witnessing. They are afraid to witness verbally. Do you know the Lord? Can I show you how to become a Christian? A lot of people shy away from that, more so than ever. Oh, we might give them a track. Hey, okay, take this. Would you take this? Not much has been said about the coins lately. I think we're down to just a few. Uh, we can order some more if there's a demand for them, but there's just about probably six or eight out there, and it's been six or eight for a while. That is a good witnessing, too. Hey, for $3, give it to somebody. I handed one to a man, and I handed it to him at the head of Jesus, and he said, wow. He looked at it a little bit, and he said, he done it all, didn't he? I said, he sure did. And I flipped it over on the back. He said, wow. I said, that's the Lord's Supper. A good witnessing too. You know, we, we don't have to take our Bible in our hand and our satchel and walk up to people and say, hey, come over here and sit down. I want to talk to you. No. You know, we've got to do it in a loving spirit, in a loving manner, with the right words. 
And you'll never know how it feels to lead somebody to Jesus until you do it. But Enoch, he witnessed for God. Um, He was the seventh from Adam. He prophesied in Jude chapter 14, says, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Can you imagine? He cometh with ten thousands of saints. And that's yet to come. Hey, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when that trumpet sounds and all the Christian graves pop open. And if we're walking around as a Christian, be caught up to meet them uh, in the air. You know, every, every day there's somebody that seems like they're killed, either by a gun or an auto accident or some way they're killed. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, right out of here, Right into there, either up or down, heaven or hell, one place or the other. You know, how many of us are are trying to lead people and help people to see, hey, this thing ain't always going to be like it is. Um, It's the work of the church age, you know, that we need to be about. And Well, it's a command from God. It's uh, go ye therefore is not a suggestion. Uh, It's a command from God. Um... I think this way, when is the last time that I or you have shared your testimony uh, with a lost person? You know, you, you, they might say, well, I don't, I don't know the Lord. Well, can I tell you how I know him? Well, they either will or they won't. And share it with them. Hey, this is what, what God has done for me. This is what he is doing uh, for me. Sometimes we dwell on the past so much that we don't give glory to God for the for the present and and looking for the future um you know truth is beautiful it's safe and it is mighty when we use it according to the scripture what god says to do um too many people who are speaking for god or or need to be speaking for god are silent it's like when we had our sunday evening our testimonies i was surprised that no more people just stood up and and shared, and I know it was long, but that's our trouble now. We're in too big of a hurry to get to where we're going, and when we get there, we think, where else we need to be? Um, you know, it takes time. I've heard this, and uh, th- that the statistics say that it takes 25 visits or approaches to win one lost person to Jesus. 25 times. A lady, she said, I've, I've, I've lived with my lost husband for 40 years. He's watched my life. And said, if he don't get saved while you're pastoring here, he's going to hell. But thank God he got saved. But 40 years, she lived with a lost man. Tolerating all kind of stuff. Well, I wish I could say I was like Enoch. I please God, I walk with God, I witness for God. I'm not batting a thousand on all of these. And who's to blame? Nobody but Kenny. Um, Obeying the master. Verse 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of them that diligently seek him. Now, you know, hey, I worked a secular job for a long time before I became a pastor. And I know how work can take us away from being a witness to God. But you know, I was around people every day. Every day I was around people. And there were some that I didn't witness to. And there were some I did. Some of those that I did refused to accept Christ. And unless they got saved in the last few seconds of their life, they're not in heaven. But I thank God I did. I made an attempt. And the Bible says that some of us water, some of us plant, some of us water. But it's God that will give the increase. If we do our part, y'all, of sharing scripture and praying for them, then it's up to God to give that increase. But we got to do our part, okay? There's more people lost tonight than they are saved. The Bible says that hell hath enlarged herself. Why? Because there's more people going to hell than they are going to heaven. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate that leads to heaven. And few, few there be that find it. Father, I thank you for the life of Enoch. Lord, I can't imagine just being able to be going along and everything going fine and walking after you and beside you and with you and all of a sudden just uh, translated off of this earth directly into heaven. I can't imagine. But Lord, we'll get to see him. I pray that you'd bless now in this time of invitation. It's a time where we respond back to you, Lord, according to your holy word. So I pray that you'd bless our people. God, I thank you for them. Thank you for their faith to be here tonight and their faithfulness. And I'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Mark.